Restoration Counseling Podcast number seven. Here we go. The information you receive in this podcast is not a substitute for professional counseling. If you or someone you know is hurting, we encourage you to please talk to them and have them contact their local professional counselor. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to the Restoration Counseling Podcast. It's not for therapists, it's for everybody. I'm your host, professional counselor, Jared Pogue. Not everybody needs therapy, but certainly everybody needs a little help every now and again. We help people understand their world and their relationships one mistake at a time. I want to state that last week's episode was our most listened to episode yet, and I'm really excited for the feedback thus far. Thank you, everyone who has been sending us feedback and offering topics to discuss on my interview off weeks. Again, if you've not yet subscribed in iTunes, I encourage you to please do so. This week, we have part two of Mead Reed's interview on self-confidence and self-esteem. One quick note before we jump in. Due to some editing, I had to cut out a small chunk of audio. Um, The audio you're listening to when you start will pick up with me discussing the healing process for those who've had someone in their lives who were particularly negative and not in any way encouraging. When I'd originally asked about this, my original intent had to do with having a parent um, who was not encouraging um, to self-confidence or self-esteem, but due to the cut in the audio, that did not come through. Uh, So please take that context, and I apologize that this didn't come through as clearly as it could have. With that said, enjoy this week's show. true about them I think part of the shift is allowing themselves to be angry Mm. at angry at the person that said it and yet I think that anger piece is also where there's healing and forgiveness Mm. so I think before it might have just been like oh this is true about me but allowing themselves to feel anger that they that someone said that to them and, and against them, you know, that that really took away from mm. from their self-worth, you know. I think acknowledging that is really, is very, there's a lot of healing in that. I think there's a lot of uh, power in that. So just as you were saying that, as you know, as I was yeah. talking, I just thought about that a little bit more because, you know, I think it's important to recognize that. And I also think, too, the Bible talks about there's power, you know, there's life or death in the power of the tongue. And mm. I think it's very true, you know, yeah. um, in, in what we say. And um, so just wanted to add a little bit yeah. of that. I think, to I, what we're I think that's, I know, I think that's great. Uh, I'm also curious on the, the anger side. Anger is kind of like, a, I think it's sort of a, sort of a social no no mm. at the most points. Um, 
but you're noting that anger's in this context is a, actually a part. It's a great thing. It's mm-hmm. it sounds like it, you can't get to healing without it. Yeah. Explain that a little bit more. Like what? So they get mad. Somebody gets angry and mad. Then what happens? So I think that you know the reason I mentioned about anger is because it's a, it's it's grief. It's the grief process. So allowing yeah. themselves to recognize that they were wronged, you know, I think is, and, and feeling the anger of that, that that took away from their self-worth and, and, you know, added all this anxiety and confusion to them about who they really were, who they really were and are, Mm. I think allowing themselves to be angry, not staying there, but allowing themselves to recognize that they're angry about that. Mm. I think that there's healing because, you know, in, in the grief process, one stage of grief is anger. And I think that there's, you know, recognizing that anger, you know, is good. And I think anger can signify that a boundary has been crossed, you mm. know. And, and anger is really a secondary emotion. And underneath it is sadness or fear, usually. And so when someone recognizes that they're angry, it's the first step to recognizing that there's something else. Mm. Because anger is a less vulnerable emotion than sadness or fear, right? Sure, but at yeah. least if they recognize that they feel angry about something, I think it is a step to expressing that sadness a little bit more and getting to a place where they might recognize more of what they're feeling rather than just being completely numb. Yeah, no, that that's uh, I like that. I think you're you're um, hitting something real major there. That's a lot to it's a lot to chew on actually. Mm-hmm. There's some a uh, good amount of content there. Um, certainly, you're used to helping people through these processes. Mm-hmm. You're really used to being with people as it, it goes through, mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. I'm certain you face these things yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be amiss if I couldn't hear um, a personal story or two mm-hmm. from you. Uh, it sounds like anger is so attached to self-esteem, which is mm-hmm. so attached to self-confidence. It's, mm-hmm. It all kind of moves back to that, that spot. So I, I'd love to hear from you just how you experience these things. It's mm-hmm. one thing to talk about it again, as education, mm-hmm. but uh, the nitty gritty. What's it been like for you? Mm-hmm. You know, I have an interesting story as far as even getting to the path of being a therapist. My first, you know, my counseling internship was wonderful. I had a great experience there, and then my first counseling job, I wasn't even sure it was not a right, it was not the best fit, and. After it, I wasn't even sure that I was, that counseling was for me. I was kind of questioning that, Mm. you know, um, and if it hadn't been for people in my life, you know, encouraging me, telling me that, you know, it's so much about finding the right place and the right people to work for, I don't think that I would have continued, you know, Mm. and, and when I, so I took like a break after that first, um, job experience and, if it hadn't been for my mom, my husband, some other friends just encouraging me that this is something that, you know, God has gifted me in, I'm not really sure that I would have continued with it, mm. you know? And, um, and even, you know, I think what helped my confidence a lot is, you know, working here, Jennifer, the director, has just helped me a lot with, you know, kind of going into that place of... Um, going into, again, that place of anxiety, you know, because it took a lot of courage to even step back into it. Um, And 
So I would say for me, it is a continual growth process. Like it is a continual, I think knowing myself, learning more about myself. I do, I feel confident about where I am as far as my self-awareness. I think there's yep. even more areas where I, you know we can all constantly learn and grow. And I feel like that's an area where I can continue to grow in. But I do feel like that's an area where, you know, going going to school and you know, writing all these self-awareness papers helped me with that. But I'm trying to kind of think of where to even go with that question because I think there's a lot of areas that I want to continue to grow in. So, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit more about you when it comes to, to self-confidence. I think it's such a huge topic in the world. And we need to hear more about it because it seems mm -hmm. like people just sort of protrude it mm -hmm. but never talk about it. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear anything else you have to share on that. Well, I think a lot of it for me and I think for other people is I feel most confident when I'm in touch with my own need. When mm -hmm. I know, you know, what's going on and, and, and how I'm feeling about something, when I know what it is that I need and... When I'm in, also when I'm in touch with my own pain, I think that is the best thing. And I think also just not comparing myself to someone else and comparing my own struggles with someone else's, I think that is when where I do feel most confident when I'm, you know, embracing my own struggles rather it's, than, you know, trying to compare myself to someone else. Yeah, it, it's so easy though, isn't it, sometimes just to jump to the comparison yes. game and depending, I think, Ironically, where your self-esteem falls depends if you end up on the good side or the bad side. Right, absolutely. It's still the same thing. It just doesn't have as favorable results. And I think a lot of it for me, I think confidence is realizing, first of all, I don't have all the answers. Mm. And embracing mistakes, embracing imperfections. Mm. Ra and, you know, rather than focusing so much on weaknesses... Yeah. Focusing more on strengths, focusing more on like what we're good at. You know, I love the book Strength, the Strength Finder Test. I don't know if you've you taken that. No, I never have actually. It is great, and it um, I just love that because it just talks about focusing on strengths, and I think that is really a great thing to do. And you know, um, I'm, it was funny as you're asking me that something came to mind about just not taking myself too seriously, mm. and. My husband and I moved into, we bought a house a few months ago, moved into it. Thank you. And I was really wanting to paint our front door. So a friend of mine gave me this really pretty color. It's kind of like a mint sort of light blue color. Cause she knew it was a color that I was interested in. And she had mentioned that she, you know, bought a poster board and like tested the paint you know and kind of compared a couple different colors so I came home with the little paint sample and said to my husband Jordan I said I want to paint the door I like this color but I need to get like a little you know poster board to paint you know paint the door with and he said why don't you just paint the door hmm. and so part of me was like a little nervous about doing that but I thought okay I'll just paint the door so it was one night during the week and he was already asleep. So I'm staring, you know, sitting in our living room looking at the front door and looking at the inside of the door because the door is closed. 
and I decide to paint like a square on the inside of the door, sort of at the middle towards the top. And I paint it, and then I'm sitting there looking at it, and it's about 20 minutes later, and I'm thinking, I probably should have painted the outside of the door instead of the <laughs> inside of the door. It's probably not what he meant when he said paint the door. So I was like, oh my goodness. So then the next morning, he and I were talking about it, and and um, at first, you know, I was like kind of giving myself a hard time about it, and like, why would I think, of, why would I do that? It felt kind of like the... Um, the character Amelia Bedelia, yeah, the children's books, books and I always <laughs> felt like I could, I feel like I can relate to her in a lot of ways, and just with silly mistakes that I make, and then now that my name rhymes, since I got married four years ago, um, even more so, so it felt like an Amelia Bedelia hmm. move, because I was taking what he had said about paint the door, and I took it very literally, and I painted the inside of the door, which is kind of like what she does in a lot of her, in a lot of her books, so... Anyways, so I thought about it some more, and I, I since then I have painted the outside of the door, and, you know, a friend came over one day, and she said, I told her about what happened, and she said, well, you are going to keep it like that, aren't you? And I was like, I kind of thought about it, and I was like, you know, I think I am. So I decided that I was going to um, keep it, so I have, I have kept it, and it's a great reminder every day to embrace mistakes, and... Yeah to not take myself so seriously, you know? Yeah. And um, and it also was a great reminder for my house. Like, it's never gonna look perfect. I don't want it to look perfect. And, you know, it, the best thing I can do is have it feel like a lot of love. And that's what I want, you know, for people to feel love when they walk in the door. Mm. And to me, there is something about being authentic and being authentic about mistakes and who we are that I think people are more drawn to that than trying mm. to be perfect, you know? Mm. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> I think you're you're right. I, I enjoy that story. Did you like the color? Did it turn out the way yes, you thought it Yes, I did. I did like the color. So yeah. that is the color we ended up using for the outside of the door. So You had me on a real cliffhanger if the color yes. came out okay. I was imagining yes. just when the color comes off and it's it's not quite right. Yes. You know, it's, it's right there. I remember we bought a, a paint color for a door and we had to buy three different paint colors because oh they're all just slightly off each time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I meant to say that it was the right color. Perfect. So the outside of the door looks great. And like I said, the inside of the door still has that paint on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a little bit, by the way? It's not the whole inside of the door. No, it's just, a it's just like it. about a square. But it's but it's enough that when you look at the door, it's at the top. So you would you would see it anytime you walk in and out. So, but it's a, but it's a great conversation piece and I think it adds a lot of character to our yeah. house, you know? There we go. Uh, I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, me, we're sort of reaching the end of our time together. Okay. Um, I wanted to real quick ask you about, I know that you have a presentation coming up. Yes. Um, I sort of wanted to just sort of hear about that and, um, everything that's involved with your presentation. Okay. Well, I am presenting at the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapists also known as AMFT, in October. And I'm presenting with Bryn Chafin. We, she is another, another therapist in Atlanta, and she's also a fitness instructor. Mm. So we are, have been working together to combine exercise and counseling. Mm. So we created a survey, and we had about, I think, 106 participants in this anonymous survey. 
and we've also done some you know lit reviews on this material and we're really looking for to try to find create some type of modality for people to get trained in exercising now, modality so. you're gonna have to throw that word <laughs> by me what's modality what do you mean just like a theory like a um like an approach yeah like an approach okay. like for example cognitive behavioral therapy or cbt so that you know somebody getting trained in that being so they they are able to be like a specialize in that we want to help therapists be able to become trained in that specific line of work so because it seems like there's a need for it and as far as the sake for sake of time and you know really there's a lot of good things that can come out of it so and and from our findings about I think 98 people out of 106 I believe said that they were interested in it Whoa. that was something that they would that they would want to do so wow yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty good number right there. yes uh, that's exciting. I really hope that's something you can get launched and thank get you. off the ground. That could be really wonderful. Thank you. Well, Meet, I wanted to thank you again for joining me today and having this discussion. I feel like I've learned a lot about you and self-confidence and self-esteem and painting doors, most importantly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make sure I, I keep on top of my painting skills after that. But um, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Restoration Counseling Podcast. Our podcast is a product of Restoration Counseling of Atlanta, located in Roswell and Woodstock, Georgia. If you'd like to ask questions or inquire about counseling, please feel free to do so. You can email us at info at restorationcounselingatl.com. Again, that's info at restorationcounselingatl.com. If you'd like to contact Jared, please feel free to email him at Jared. J-A-R-E-D at RestorationCounselingATL.com. Thank you.